0: In today's episode, we're going to talk about driving for the over 70s. Now, Kev, we're doing this because you were asked recently to help out at ITV News Anglia with a piece about exactly this.
1: It was, and it was all about why people don't have to take a a test at 70, but also what's the reason behind they have to renew their licence at 70. So the piece was all about that, really.
0: Yeah, and they gave us a little list of questions, and you prepared some material. And then when it came down to it, they did the recording, and they just used the tiniest tiniest piece of what you'd recorded and what you'd done so we decided to make the best use out of it and make a podcast episode out of it
1: exactly and I think people need to know all of all of the things really so there was lots of different information but it was mostly and the article was mostly about the eyesight but now we want to talk about it in more detail
0: Yeah, the other areas. So the first question that they wanted to know is why do people over the age of 70 have to renew their driving licence?
1: Okay, so let's let's bring this back a little bit to start with. So what happens at the moment is 90 days before your 70th birthday, you're going to get a form in the post and the form is called a D46P. And what happens is this is the form that you fill in, and you also go online to do this as well. But it's the, both the form and the online bit that you can use to renew your license at 70. So you're not going to lose your license or anything, but you have to renew it to start with. So what is this form all about? And this is what people tend to panic about, is, oh, they're going to take my license away. So it's not really about that. What it is, it's a self-assessment, really, of your health. And it asks you questions like, has your health deteriorated in so many years And you have to answer the questions. And we'll talk a little bit more about the type of questions they're going to ask you. But also we'll talk about things that you should be doing anyway, because we all know as we get older, we're not as young as we used to be. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I was thinking that while you were talking. So in my other role outside of driving confidence, I work in a cancer care setting. And this is a big issue all the time for a lot of our patients it's important to report whatever your age it's not just about waiting until you're 70 and over if you have a change in your health condition you may well need to report it
1: exactly and when you people don't realize this when you sign to have your license when you passed your test Part of the declaration is, when you sign that, is that you will notify the DVLA if your health changes. And that's what you need to do. And I know a lot of people rely on their driving to help them in life in general. But this is about a self-assessment because everybody wants to keep safe on the road. And this is what this is about. And I know through my experience that people don't realise that their health has changed, especially eyesight. I know we're going to talk about that in a little while.
0: Yeah. And remembering this is part of a community agreement almost. You are relying on other drivers to self-assess themselves correctly and they are relying on you to self-assess yourself correctly so that we can all be safe on the road not to mention the fact of it invalidates your insurance as well
1: exactly and you, you know you've got to be truthful yeah you know we don't want anybody to be involved in crashes that could have been prevented
0: definitely Okay, so the next question that they asked you was why is it that over 70s don't automatically have to retake a driving test?
1: So the first thing is you've already passed your test. You know, you've passed your driving test to the standard on that day. And yes, you may well have picked up some bad habits, but this is, when you get to 70, we don't want to take your driving licence away or have a retest. What we want to do is to make sure you're still fit and healthy to be able to drive. Basically, one of the stipulations is about your eyesight and can you read a number plate from the required distance? And the distance is 20.5 metres, so say 20 metres away, can you read one of the new style number plates? And when I say new style, what I mean is that the ones that have two letters, two numbers, three letters. Okay. So that is the new style number plate that most people have now. And that's the number plate that you should be able to read with glasses, contact lenses or without from that required distance.
0: Okay. so yes, we're not talking about if you need glasses that it's a problem the point is is that how are your glasses are your contact lenses the correct strength to enable you to see that distance yes and
1: this is you know this is part of this most people up to this point and when i say most people up to 50 probably don't get their eyesight tested because they've noticed no change in their eyesight because it's been very very gradual Yeah. You know, and we all go through that. And we are using computers now a lot more and smartphones. So our eyes are just getting adjusted. But what you might notice is that you are looking at those screens a little bit closely. So the phone's getting closer to your eyes or even further away. Yeah. You know, so again, you know, little clues that you might be able to do. But what we're not doing is we're not having to retake your test. Yeah. We're just doing a self-assessment health form basically. Okay, Okay. lovely.
0: So the other question that they asked was, why can driving become more difficult as people get older? So obviously, we've already touched on that a little bit with the eyesight. But what are the other things that tend to affect driving as people get older?
1: Okay, and another thing with the eyesight, have regular eyesight checks. So recommended every two years as a minimum. You know, this is what you want to be doing. So with the eyesight is keep up to date with your eyes, make sure they're good. Um, But we also might notice that our hearing's changed. Yep. You know, we don't notice that it's changed until we don't hear those sirens. We don't hear people beeping their horns. So again, you know, do you need a hearing aid? And there's some fantastic ones out on the market. But again, it's something for you to have checked.
0: Yeah, and this is important, isn't it? Because it's been able to hear your car, hear other vehicles, hear emergency vehicles. Your sense of hearing is really important to the overall picture of what's happening on the road around you.
1: Exactly. And that's what we want to do, you know. We want to be checking, I'm going to say this again, that you're safe to drive and you're safe for others as well.
0: Yep. Yeah, got it.
1: So, something else that may well and I know does affect people is new technology yes so again you're not self-assessing this on the form but when you are getting a new car up-to-date cars they can be very confusing or even distracting as well so these new cars have fancy displays and it's like whoa what's happening here new cars make noises when you're reversing they've got Uh, sensors on the back that beep and when you get closer to something that beeps as well so again it might well be that that causes you stress and anxiety although it's there to help you it might actually have the adverse effect of that so again you know you know when you're thinking about new cars the brakes feel different new cars are so much quieter now We've got electric cars that you don't even hear.
0: Yes, yeah, and they're hard to... I mean, they had to put, they had to put sounds back into them, didn't <laughs> That's they? That's right, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, you also think about, you know, the speeds of the cars. Because they're so quiet, you don't realise that you're doing 50 miles an hour because it feels like 40. So, again, this can be very distracting and confusing for people. Oh, I didn't realise I was going that speed. But again, there's also safety devices on the cars now as well. You've got cruise control, speed limiters. You've got adaptive cruise control that even brakes for you in most normal cars. So this is part of standard equipment. But then we're also going into autonomous vehicles as well. But again, that's a whole new podcast, that one. So I'll, I'll just leave it there. But with new technology and new cars, just make sure you familiarise yourself with the vehicle.
0: Yeah, and I'm just thinking, again, as you're talking, if you can overcome the reluctance to get to know new technology, if it's not your thing, if you can overcome any feeling, concerns or feelings of confusion, then actually this new technology can really help you out at any age, not just as you mature.
1: Yeah, no, they're called driver aids, aren't they? Yeah. And this is what they're there. But again, if we're not used to them... It can be very off-putting, yeah. And it's like, oh, what's happening? It, it sets a seed of doubt in people's mind, you know, and that's what can happen.
0: So it's maybe just taking one at a time, being patient with yourself, learning what it can do, and taking it in bite-sized chunks so that you learn how to use it to best help you. Exactly.
1: So another, how do I phrase this without? As we get older our reaction times slow yeah or they slow get slower than what we used to but because it's a gradual process we don't notice that and what this means is we just get used to it i'm not doing anything different to what i've always done yes but in actual fact you are your 25 year old self would act far quicker than your 65 year old self so again can we react quicker our reaction times It's natural, isn't it? It's natural. As we get older, we don't react quick enough. But just think about it. Are we acting or reacting the way that we should be on the road? So, again, just bear that in mind, I think, is the.
0: And I suppose one of the clues there might be more little incidents happening where perhaps something unsettling happened that maybe wouldn't have done if you had reacted a little bit quicker previously.
1: Yeah, and I think it's um, one of the classic ones is harsh breaking, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you see something happening and, oh, yeah, I've harsh breaked there. You feel it a little bit more. So that's one of the classic ones for our reaction times. Um, but we might you know we might be thinking of other things the radio might be on, like I've mentioned the distractions mm, in the car yes and added that with our reaction times are slower you know it's it's a double whammy there isn't it so you know just be aware of what's happening
0: yes look out for those little clues if driving's feeling more stressful if you're having more things like you say harsh braking or annoying other road users big but- for one reason or another, then just start to take notice of that and see whether there's any tactics or strategies that you can use to improve that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to jump in here to let you know about our Drive Calm journal. We've created a 12-week prompt journal to support our listeners to take action and improve driving confidence. The journal includes questions, prompts and exercises to create an action plan and an opportunity for reflection afterwards. Search DriveCalm on Amazon to take a look. We hope it helps.
1: So something else as well, we get older and we tend to lose our memory. And then we always have this little joke about, you know, you go upstairs and you forget what you went upstairs for. You know, that's a a general... uh, That's not older. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: been happening for years. It's just part
1: of it, isn't it? But in a driving sense, this is, you know, something that needs to be looked at. It might be the first stages of dementia or Alzheimer's you know so become aware of you know do I do I do that a lot you know am I getting and it may well be that it's just a case of getting older yeah but you know bear that in mind and maybe get checked it's always worth finding these things out at an early stage Yep, sooner rather than later exactly but one of the the triggers is for uh, dementia or Alzheimer's is people get disorientated yeah And if you think about you, you know, you go to the shops or you go visiting people, you use the same route all the time and it's all good. How do you feel if the road's closed and you have to make a diversion? Yeah. You know, this can be, does it cause you panic now? Because it's, what am I doing? What's happening? I'm not sure what's, that could well be a sign that the memory is not quite what it used to be you because yeah. that disorientation is, is, is different isn't it and that could cause you to act and probably get annoyed with yourself as well because you you know what you should be doing but it doesn't you can't do it
0: yes yeah
1: and that's you know one of the forms of dementia
0: yeah it can be a really early sign I and mean, our brains don't like change so in fairness for all of us if we see there's a road diversion then there's a little like oh no which way am I going to go? So you have that sort of pang, that momentary sort of like, oh, what should I do? If that turns into something that actually leaves you feeling very distressed very confused, very disorientated, then you need to take notice of that.
1: Yeah, and it's very similar to busy situations. If you find yourself in busier situations and there's a lot of information to take in and you can't quite cope, you know, this again is something to bear in mind and just start thinking, maybe I will get tested. Yeah. You know, you still can drive if you're in early stages of dementia or Alzheimer's, they're not going to take your licence away for that. But if you are being assessed, they'll be able to monitor you. And this is what this getting to 70 means. Let's monitor you. Let's have a look to see whether or not you're safe. And it's about a self-assessment. Be honest and just say to yourself, yeah, maybe I do need to, to get looked at. Yeah.
0: And just it's just keeping an eye out for these things. So again... It's quite a natural reaction if you're in a busy situation, lots of things happening. Most of us as drivers at any age can feel a little bit unsettled and can feel that the information's coming at us. Almost in a way that you feel a bit under siege or under attack. And the trick there for for most of us is to slow things down, give ourselves a bit more space in front of us, behind us, slow things down so that we can manage the speed of information in a way that's more comfortable. It's when you can't do that any longer and you're not able to think about the strategies, if that's linked to some of the other things that we've mentioned, along with ageing and other little clues in your life, then maybe it's time for a bit of exploration about what's going on.
1: And, you know, that leads lovely on to when we get older, younger drivers make us feel anxious. Yes. You know, if you, younger drivers have less fear sometimes, but they might just have quicker reactions and you're thinking well i couldn't stop in that time he can't stop in it and again the the tension and the anxiousness and the stress levels increase so again you know driving with younger people around might make you cause to drive faster to get away from them or slow down so again you know you you're trying to control them but then they get closer mm. But then that might have you react in a different way where you end up stalling the car because you feel panic. This younger driver's behind me he wants me to go quicker. But then you concentrate on something else and you're not being as more as observant as you normally are, which means we're making bad decisions because we're feeling stressed. And you know what happens when we're stressed is there's information overload isn't it yes yeah which might lead us to start thinking about other things rather than what we want or need to start concentrating on
0: yeah if you're spending too much time thinking about other people are you concentrating enough on your own driving and again this this goes for everybody at all ages doesn't it it's just that it you might find that it's more of an issue the older you get. But it is important to concentrate on what you're doing.
1: Exactly. Yes, we are using this for older drivers. You know, we said the 70s and over when they renew their license. But this goes for anybody. Yeah. You know, and we talk about stress and anxious people and drivers. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and some of these things are hitting home, just have a think about, you know, what coping strategies have I got? One of the other things that comes up is epilepsy. Epilepsy. I've had a few lately um, conversations where people are have one episode, and again, what happens is you have to tell the DVLA straight away. Yeah. And what happens is they put your license on pause. As, as I quite like that. Yeah, phrase. that's a
0: nice phrase, isn't it? And, and
1: what happens is they will decide on the action that you got to take. It might well be that they say, right, for a, a year, you need to be a year clear of one of those seizures before you can get your license back. You know, it might be something different, but it's normally a minimum of just waiting a year before you get your license back and then you're back driving again.
0: Yep. Brilliant. You know, I think
1: that's one of them. But again, any physical disabilities or visual impairments, the DVLA need to know this as well. So just make sure that you are on this form or if you're pre-70 that you you notify them or at least check as well um, another one is diabetes and it's, it's in the news quite a lot lately isn't it with people suffering from type 1 or type 2 diabetes but again if you have that condition you need to notify the DVLA because again if you are using insulin it may well affect the way you drive yep So they, again, will make that decision based on what your doctor says as well. So, again, you know, it's not just the DVLA saying, no, they will consult a doctor.
0: Yeah, and often, so with diabetes, it it often becomes more complicated when you're older combined with other medical conditions as well. So on its own in a younger person, they need to know, but it tends to be less of an issue compared to somebody in their late seventies, with other conditions going on at the same time,
1: but there are assessment centres that people can go to and have their driving assessed. You know, and I think they are the people there are trained to deal with these conditions, so they are the first port of call. I feel, and again, if you just want your driving assessed. Get a professional, get a driving instructor to just take you out for a drive. And if you get a new car, get the garage or the driving instructor to say, look, can you spend some time with me just explaining what this is? Yes. Because again, it's going to make you feel better, isn't it? So all of these things I think we should be doing regularly. Yeah. Just to make sure that we are keeping up the standards, but also keeping you and everybody else safe as well.
0: I remember seeing one of the assessment centres in, it was a BBC programme about dementia and they were following different people of different ages and there was quite a young man who had a genetic type of dementia that was very early onset and he had to have his driving assessed at the centre regularly so that he could still drive so yes I remember seeing the assessment centres and of course you've had a couple of people that you've assessed following a stroke.
1: Yeah it's not trying to you know I'm not going to say I'm taking your licence away I'm just there to assess your driving and we've had it recently with a close relation with ours where we've had to say You can't drive. You are, although they really, really needed or they thought they really, really needed their car to do stuff, it's not safe. Yeah. So where do you draw the line? You have to think safety in these instances. And we no one wants to be involved in something. And that's the key to this. We don't want anyone involved in anything that's going to cause harm. Yeah. So... Yes, we might need it or want to drive, but in actual fact, you can get a taxi. Yeah. You can get a bus. There might be friends that can drive you to somewhere. So there's always an alternative. And I think that's what we are trying to encourage when you look at people is to make the right decisions.
0: Definitely. So we hope that's maybe given you a bit of food for thought. Maybe if you're an older driver yourself or potentially if you've got, relatives friends who are approaching 70 and beyond or who maybe have have some health conditions we will include all of the resources in the show notes so that if you do need to find a bit more information out about this subject there's some links in the show notes so it's nice and easy for you to find them either for yourself or to share with others
1: yes and i think it's something that we should be encouraging people, not just when they get to a certain age, then we start doing it. Yeah. Encourage people, you know, when you're getting to 50.
0: Yeah, start thinking about...
1: But having your driving assessed. You probably passed your test when you were 17, 18, but they never have their driving assessed all the way through. Yeah. And technology and conditions have changed so much. What's it going to cost you? An hour. Yeah. An hour of your time. Just to someone say, yep... Have you thought of this when you're driving?
0: And I'm thinking even beginning to future plan. So at what stage do I anticipate driving to? What might I do in the future if this happens? So that you're a little bit more mentally prepared for what you might do if something happens in the future. That means you can no longer drive.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly that's a really nice point that is we're already starting to plan for it. Yeah so yeah no great i love that
0: yeah brilliant okay hope that helps let us know we love to hear from you and as i said all of the links and our contact details are in the show notes as always so all that leaves us to do is to say until next time have a great day whatever you're doing thank you for listening find out about the different ways that you can work with us on our website www.confidentdrivers.co.uk and begin to transform
1: the way you feel about driving.